Welcome to Across State Lines podcast. My name is Rebecca and I am your host. Uh, Throughout my life, I have had a chance to travel quite a bit, uh, both solo travel, travel with friends and family, and then also as a professional tour guide. I've been lucky to make a few friends along the way. This is my attempt to interview one friend from all 50 states. And I hope you learn something new and enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and share, and enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is a a new episode of Across State Lines. Uh, We had a very long hiatus, but we're back and super excited because I have my guest who's also a guide and a former co-guide. This is my guest, Chris Hall. Say hello, please. Hey, Rebecca. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? (laughs) Hey. Uh, All right. So let's just start things off uh, and tell, tell our listeners, where are you from? So I'm from Washington State. Not yes. the capital, which you constantly have to tell people. Not from D.C. Yes. Everyone's American listening to this, so they know that. But uh, <laughs> well, maybe we get some foreigners. But yeah, yeah, maybe okay. going global yeah. across state lines. Yeah, yeah. Born in Seattle, but really, I when I was a little kid, moved to a tiny town across the water from Seattle called Indianola. Only about yes. two thousand people. Maybe. I don't know. They don't really have a count. It's not even a real city. And it's, uh, okay. yeah. When you say across the water, what do you mean? Are you talking about, do you live, or did you grow up on an island? Is that what's going on here? It, well, it's technically a peninsula, but you got to okay. take a ferry boat to an island and then drive off a bridge to a peninsula. Yeah. Okay. Peninsula. Right, 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 right. And so, I'm sorry, when did you move there when you were very little? Uh, four, five, okay. something like that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. why? <laughs> what was the motivation of your folks to move you out to, to this little little peninsula? What was what was their uh, reasoning for that? I, I just don't think they wanted uh, me and my sisters a little bit older to grow up in the city. Like I was born in West Seattle, and I, I think my dad told me that his car got stolen like three times and then he was over it. So they just decided. To oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, they, that sounds like an exaggeration to me. Well, I can, I can attest to that because my bike got stolen uh, right when I moved to Los Angeles. So I kind of get it. It's uh, really frustrating at times when you are in the city. Okay, so you guys moved out to the island, and then what did your what did your folks do for work if they're so remote? Like if they're so out out there, did they work on the island on the peninsula, or did they kind of have like city jobs? Well, they had their own business, so they brought it over. So they started by doing it on the island. It was just a ferry right away, so that some people could commute over. Uh, okay. Like that's pretty big where I'm from. Like tons of people commute to Seattle, even though it takes about an hour and a half. Oh, so um, it's actually not that unusual to take a ferry to work in Seattle. Yeah, but usually people commute that way. Like, it's really weird that anyone would come over this way. So Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. eventually they moved it and just tried to hire locally. But it's, it's always been a problem. Like, he wants to recruit talent, but there's not that many young college-educated people where I live. So 
where you live on the island. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, tell me more about that. So tell me, like, let's fast forward high school, school, like, what was that like growing up? I mean, if the population was small, was the population of your school small as well? Or... Yeah, my town was tiny, but really my school was a collection of small my the whole area is a collection of kind of small communities. So yeah. I went to North Kidsap High School. It's Kidsap County. So then okay. it was sixteen hundred kids at the school, even though oh. my town was small. Because there was a okay. bunch of ten thousand person towns that all linked together. Okay, gotcha. And so then like so your high school experience was like a typical American high school experience. Like did you guys have a football team and a baseball team and oh yeah, and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was all big, you know, but it was it was uh it was a bit more rednecky than Seattle, yeah. that's for sure. I okay. Mean, Tell us about kids that. Would, like, like, I mean it's, it's not a super diverse place except for uh, Native Americans made up about 15% of the school okay. population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Lots of kids drove like lifted trucks. That was Did pretty special. You call- drive a lifted truck, Chris? <laughs> no, I drove a 91 <laughs> Honda Accord that was $1,000. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. So, lifted trucks, it kind of sounds like my college town because. I went to school in far NorCal and it was remote and there was kind of a rednecky vibe and there was a native American population too. So I imagine if I had gone to high school there, it kind of would have been a little bit similar vibe. What makes, what makes that. the sort of humble vibe. Like, that... mm-hmm, yeah. Kind of like what's, what's really going on here. Kind of a weird energy, <laughs> but like, what did, uh, what did you do for fun in high school? Like, did I know you're really athletic. So did you play, sports and stuff or were you doing kind of other things yeah well I mean I was kind of a nerd I was valedictorian but also yeah I was also I played sports around yeah it wasn't a lot of competition yeah it's not not impressive I also played a lot of sports yeah (laughs) that's true tell us what 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 were you doing what were your sports well I played the nerdy sports you know soccer was my big one uh I ran track I played uh I played basketball too Okay. And did you guys do a whole homecoming thing? Because, like, I feel like everybody was kind of the same. Like, as I've talked to everybody, everyone kind of the one house that everyone would party at. Or there was, like, that one weird tradition that was different than anywhere else. So I'm just trying to find out. Was there any tradition or or thing at your high school that kind of seems, like, when you look back on it, maybe that was, like, different or special or anything like that? I'm trying to think about traditions. I don't know. But... I will say that, and I guess this is probably somewhat similar with rural schools, but I do remember if you drive west of us, you go to the Olympic Peninsula, which is mm-hmm. a huge amount of nothing out there. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. trees as far as the eye can see. And that's yeah. where we would throw parties on these lakes in the middle of the oh. woods, miles away. Oh, and I so vividly fun. remember one of them, and they're pretty redneck, trucks out there. There was definitely yeah. someone who had a shotgun and a propane tank and was trying to shoot it until it would explode. Oh my gosh. That I don't remember an explosion, so I don't think it worked. But uh <laughs> but you would like be under 18 at a party and someone is firing off a shotgun. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> kind of. It doesn't sound like my description is accurate, but then when you think about it, it kind of was like it just it did happen like that. Like people would just fire off guns. You had to get away from the big town of two thousand people. You had to go out in the woods. 
Oh my gosh. Were there mosquitoes and stuff out there? Like, was it buggy as hell or wasn't, you didn't notice because you're like from there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's bugs, but it's, it's not like <laughs> Alaska. I don't know. It's not too bad. Yeah. Where did you guys make fires? Did you have big fires and stuff too? Oh, yeah. I always had fires. That you could have in your backyard, you know. I don't know. Like, my buddy Alex would always have a backyard party where he'd make, you'd take all the pallets from the supermarket because they just have wood pallets they throw out. You take yeah. like 30 of those and put them in a truck and make a giant fire. 30 was... of those? <laughs> no one had, there's not a lot to do. We'd hang out at the McDonald's because that was the only place to sit there until like 11 at night. Oh, that's nice that you had a McDonald's. There yeah. You go. So, yeah. Nice the same thing happened to us too, though, because like in our in my hometown, we would go to Denny's. That was like the only place that was open that you could hang out at that wasn't like someone's house. And after a while, you know, nobody nobody really wants kids in their house after a certain point. But um, well, that's cool. So parties in the woods and on the lake, though. So was it really picturesque? Like, was it really beautiful? I'm sure it was. Well, that those lakes weren't so pretty because you were trying to get away from people. But everything is on the water there. But the Puget Sound, so. That'd be another thing. People would go to the beach to hang out. Um, yeah. Actually, my town had the best beach. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean it was black, uh, sandy mud. But okay. still, the tide yeah. goes out, you know, 150 meters. And yeah. then when it comes in, there's a dock that you can jump off of. So everyone would, do, you know, you can do backflips off the dock and stuff. So that's the place to hang out when the weather's warm, which is two months yeah. a year. So what are the warm what are the warm months up in Washington where you're from? I mean the joke is that summer starts on the 5th of July because we had so many mm-hmm. rainy 4th of Julys there mm-hmm. for a while. But you mm-hmm. know, I mean, see that's the, the secret. We don't like to tell people that it's actually really nice for about actually all the time it's really nice. We try to keep people away, <laughs> keep Californians out because... Well, that's yeah, so that's funny cuz that's actually how I usually end my podcast, but we'll just talk about it now. I like to ask my guests, like, are outsiders welcome? Because, like, you talk to my friend in Arizona, and he's like, everybody's an outsider. Come on in. Like, there's lots of opportunity. Move to Arizona. But people up in Oregon, Washington, not so much. They're like, stay the F out. They hate people from California. They hate transplants. Like, do you think that's accurate? Or are they actually recruiting talent all the time because there's, like, a tech boom? Or, like, what is your what is your vibe about that, you think? Back in the day when I was a little kid and even maybe even before that, I know that there was a big anti-California mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Seattle and or the Western Washington in general has kind of always been this sort of, you know, it's the far corner. It's kind of where the weirdos went and they wanted yeah. to be weird. And, yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not nativist at all. And especially now with the tech boom, it's completely changed. I mean, there's yeah. people moving there from everywhere. It's exploding. So yeah. there's not, but what is unique, they call it the Nordic freeze okay. in Seattle. Okay. I, I think it's exaggerated, but <laughs> it sounds pretty dramatic. <laughs> they say that because of the, some, the Scandinavian heritage is very important that people in Seattle aren't overly friendly People don't wave to you or smile at you in public. Everyone just kind of puts their rain jacket on, their headphones in, cruises around, which is kind of true. People aren't unfriendly. It's not like New York. There's no aggressiveness. It's just kind of a little cone of silence when you go around Seattle. It's a little weird. People just like keep their head down. I've also heard, I think just like on a, maybe it was like on Apartment Hunters or something like that, but like nobody uses umbrellas in Washington. Everyone just wears 
jackets. Is that true? You're that is correct. I mean, uh, of course, you see some people in business suits downtown with umbrellas, but it's kind mm-hmm. of a point of pride. Rain jackets only, mm-hmm. because otherwise it would get untenable. Too many umbrellas. If you were a true Washington, what do you call yourselves? If you're from Washington, what's the Washingtonian? Like, Washingtonian. So if you're a true Washingtonian, what are like the the staples in every closet that people have? Well, I mean, we got. It's pretty eclectic. What? Okay, first of all, I got to. There's two Washingtons, right? There's mm-hmm. Western Washington and Eastern Washington. It's kind of like Oregon and California. Okay. Western Washington is where most people live and runs the politics and the vibes and the perception of the state. Yeah. And that's the rainy trees, yeah. big city. That's the what you think of when Washington. Yeah. There's also Eastern Washington, which is a desert. Where yes. there's a lot of agriculture, it's very conservative, and they want to secede. So they want to secede. Uh, they bring it <laughs> from up from the union once in a or while. from the state. From the state, make okay. their own state. They want to join Idaho or something. So, if you're like, have you been to the Gorge? Isn't that kind of where the Gorge is? That big music venue. Yeah, is that the out Gorge there in Washington. Kind of smack dab in the middle of the state. Yeah, so okay. that's Eastern okay. Washington. All right, cool. And then once you get past Washington State. You end up in Idaho, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I've driven that, and it is gnarly. Oh yeah, Spokane, Washington. Spokane. Yeah, dr- Spokane. Excuse oh, trash can. If you're not from there. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I've driven that, and it was pretty gnarly. I it was windy and like intense, and yeah, it felt like we were kind of on mars or just like a different planet driving through that whole area because there's nothing there it really felt like there was nothing there every once in a while there'd be like a little pit stop but like in general it was pretty bleak up there yeah am i I wrong eastern washington to hate me more than they already do spokane you're not gonna say anything but yeah the middle of the state is is just farm country and desert it's there's not what are you what are y'all known for growing out in that farm country uh well we're the apple state we grow ah. about half the apples in the u.s grow a bunch Congrats. of cherries we actually grow almost all the hops in the united states so if you like beer oh. you're welcome mm, that is very interesting knowledge very cool yeah. and okay so then also you've got mount rainier as well correct true yeah that's back okay. over on the west side but yeah okay well let's talk about that a little bit Did, i've been there twice the first time i went I didn't get to see it because it was so the weather was so terrible and I didn't I didn't see it at all because we, we're only there for one night and then the second time I went there and I was like blown away it was beautiful um but I really only did like a little jaunt I didn't really get to hike it all that much is it a point of pride or not really uh, uh yeah I mean no it's for sure a point of pride I mean I can't tell you the number of my friends that have some type of Mount Rainier tattoo on their body but have never stepped foot on it uh it just <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, do you have like, one? No, I don't think I you do have not. any tattoos. You have no tattoos, right? What no, I I can't pull the trigger. They they make me yeah, nervous. yeah, me too. I don't have any either. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, I think I remember that. Um, everyone is outdoorsy in Washington. Yes, you are an outdoorsy person. What is like? What is your family into? What What is like your initial experience with the outdoors growing up? Like, did you guys go camping? Were you kind of out on the water, boating and fishing and stuff, or like? What was kind of your stick? I mean, I grew up on the water and yeah, I, especially one of my grandfathers was 
fishing obsessed. So definitely a lot of my childhood was uh, spent on the water, fishing, crabbing, shrimping, Mm -hmm. clamming, Mm -hmm. gooey Mm -hmm. ducking. uh, Gooey ducking. (laughs) Yeah. It's a gooey duck. You can get those in my hometown, actually. Did he have one of those nets? Because my grandfather was into fishing too, but on the other coast in North Carolina. But I, he had those nets that you like hold in your teeth and it's weighted and you throw it out and it makes like a, like kind of goes huge and like to, we catch bait and you would catch shrimp and stuff. Do you remember your grandfather doing that? Did you have I, one of those? No. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but no, that's not, we don't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't do that. But okay. So tell me about crabbing. Like, cause oh, I've done crabbing, it in Humboldt. Crabbing is the best. Uh, yeah so basically it you can there's really good crabbing right off of indianola beach where i grew mm-hmm. up and you take a boat out you drop a pot you got a big pot it's attached to a buoy don't forget where you dropped it you hang out yeah. for an hour and a half you what, do, you put, do you put meat in it though do you put bait in it you put actually raw chicken legs in it yes same and best. we so when i did it we zip tied the, the crap out of it. We like did like major zip ties. Cause I guess sometimes like the idea is that they get in and they can't get out of the trap, but I guess sometimes they'll come in from like underneath and like rip them out and stuff. So we like zip tied it really crazy. So they couldn't steal the chicken. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're craftier than we are. We just, they are dumb <laughs> they're so dumb when i was a kid we would also um just tie a chicken leg to a string no net no trap no nothing and just put it in the water and then when your string started to walk away from you you just pull it in and the crabs are so greedy that they wouldn't let go and you just like nab them yeah is it the same dungeness crab down there no it's the you... it's the soft shell blue crab it's different um, uh, yeah, um... yeah 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 they're not as they're tiny they're not as the, the west coast crab are so they're delicious we do that for christmas usually actually we do uh we do crab dinner for christmas if we have our stuff together or act together what else would y'all do out in the water do you guys wakeboard and stuff on the lakes uh so you not so much on lakes because you don't have very big lakes but okay. on i grew up on a bay so yeah i i thought i was good at wakeboarding when i was in middle school but then i realized i sucked but yeah, people go out I, inner tube and water skiing and wakeboard and all that stuff. But the water is pretty cold, so mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't wear a wetsuit. But now I would. Now I've gotten a little soft. So as a kid, you would just get like hypothermia and just shake it off. But yeah. now as an adult, you like know better. Exactly. You're a kid. You think it's, That's yeah, you don't get cold. Well, we actually used to surf at this place called The Push, which was the middle of nowhere. Okay coastal nothing out there and then the twilight books yeah. came out and it totally blew the push up there's mad like mother daughters coming on twilight tours asking us about vampires and stuff when i was in high school so so we like are right at the 20 minute mark and that's the first time we mentioned twilight which is a huge part of like washington state's culture isn't it well maybe for outsiders like, i don't know about locals it did it like when the when those books were coming out and then eventually the movies like was it was all the girls in your high school like just so stoked or did people because I think it's fun like I love seeing a movie that takes place in San Francisco I think it's super fun like did people were people hyped about it or did it not really matter? People liked that it. it was from there, but they were actually they were they weren't actually filmed in Washington. So oh bummer, that's exciting because it wasn't 
yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, people people took some pride in it a little bit for sure. Um, what else is like so Twin Peaks is also takes place in Washington State, right? The David Lynch stuff. Did you ever watch that stuff growing up? Yeah, I didn't actually watch that very much growing up, but I do know it's that uh, yeah, that takes place just on the other side of the mountains, I thought, in a town mm-hmm. called the Elm or something. Okay. Uh, which is a really good place to go hiking from. So my parents always mentioned that to me, but I don't know that much about it. I heard it's pretty cool. So so um why do you think Washington kind of has like a creep creepy vibe about it? <laughs> like Whoa. why do you think vampires and like weird dreams? No, because it kind of in pop culture does kind of have like a there's like it's got like a ghost vampire vibe about it, no? I don't know, maybe because it's gray all the time in the West. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna push back on that. I think people think that's <laughs> that's the vibe we put out. It's paradise. Y'all, y'all need to come. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, so to our listeners, we're cheating tonight. I think we're gonna have going forward in the podcast in general. I think we're gonna have a lot of cheats because it's just. I was just saying that we're cheating tonight a little bit because you're actually in Colorado. You moved to Colorado. You don't live in Washington anymore, but do you see yourself moving back to Washington down the line? Like, do you like, or do you not think ahead that much? Cause I can't really think ahead that much either, but I was just curious, like, do you feel a longing to go back to your home state eventually? Or is it just kind of like not a big deal? Uh, well, I think wa- Washington is a beautiful place and Seattle's booming right now. There's lots of jobs. I would be totally happy living in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any plans to move back, much to my yeah. mother's chagrin. I remember right. one time my mom once said, why can't you meet a nice Seattle girl and have Seattle babies? Uh, <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, a little pressure. No. <laughs> well, why can't you, Chris? Why aren't yeah. you, like, what's the appeal of Denver over Seattle? Like, what's, like, we can talk about that. It's okay. Like, why... What's just the moment in your life right now is just you're just way more into skiing than you are into getting a tech job or something. There's lots of skiing in Seattle too. You can ski at Stevens oh. Pass, the Kwame. So you then know. why are you letting your mother down so much? Why don't you just it's get sunny home? 315 days a year in Denver. I so know. yeah. That's why I'm in LA. The weather. It makes such yeah. a difference to your mood. It just makes you like it really helps a lot. The yeah. nice weather. Yeah, Seasonal yeah, yeah. affective disorder is actually a real problem in Seattle. Okay, I mean, so tell us about that. Like, do people literally buy those sun lamps and like have them in their homes to keep them from getting really sad? If they do, I, they better be ashamed. And that, that's not a true. <laughs> no, Pacific Northwest person would never admit to that. You just said that it's a sad is a real thing, and then yeah, like... but we buckle down. We just deal with it. <laughs> so you just okay got it you just you just accept it but you don't actually do anything to treat it Uh okay i got another one and then like where would be a popular vacation destination for for folks in in washington like on the east coast people go to florida or whatever like is there a particular place that everybody kind of vacations to or is it kind of all over the place yeah uh, you would go less to florida and more to cabo or hawaii for sure okay i gotcha yeah 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 cabo and hawaii makes sense yeah you might go skiing up in whistler because that's pretty close drive too would you guys go party up in canada before you turn 21 so you could actually drink at age 19 in british columbia but 
Uh, I know my friends that went to Western Washington University, which is in Bellingham, which is about 30 minutes from the border. Mm-hmm. They would yeah. go up there and do that occasionally. Yeah. But wouldn't do that so much in high school because you're still 18 and yeah. Yeah. Still a three hour you, drive. You don't really venture. Remind me where you went to school. Where'd you go to college? University of Colorado. Oh. Go Buffs. <laughs> okay. So you're kind of home. You're kind of yeah. back home a little bit. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool, cool, cool. We talked a little bit about the outdoors and everything. Oh, wait, we never really talked about the outfit from head to toe. Like what what people wear. Well, you know, Seattle famous for grunge. Yes. Um, It still has a grunge vibe to it for sure. I mean, okay. Flannel is is still omnipresent. Every dude Uh is probably wearing flannel Mm -hmm. uh, with a Patagonia or outdoor research puffy or rain jacket over it. Okay, can you is there a rainproof puffy? Does that exist? Uh it doesn't, right? Not really. You get synthetic ones that don't you can get wetter, but right. Yeah. But the down down yeah, is I, yeah. no. I feel like they could have a puffy down jacket that just has like a Gore-Tex shell. So you could wear like get both the best of both worlds. Why doesn't I'm, that exist? I'm sure someone makes that. Okay, but it's like six hundred dollars probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Arcteric one thousand dollars. So are they wearing the the classic black Patagonia hat too with the little fishy logo? Is that pretty standard? Yeah, you see that. Oh, you see that everywhere now. Suddenly that is the universal white person outfit, isn't it? I think in Colorado for sure. Uh, yeah. Um uh okay, so jacket flannel still still rules and then like denim on the bottom i'm guessing what about shoes what are like i know do they wear those i don't know the brand but those like slide on boots you know what i'm talking about with a little tab at the heel oh the uh-huh. the um what are those tasmanian boots that are really yeah. popular right now yeah. yeah you see that you're seeing a lot you see some sturdy leather boots that can handle the rain for sure a lot yeah. of people keep an extra pair of shoes at work okay so wet feet and then when they get to work they swap their shoes and socks out because it's okay permanently damp that's pretty common yeah, yeah. Uh, this last winter no sorry oh. summer yeah I was in the up in the san juan islands for two oh. and a half months running tours okay so, so let's talk let's talk about that for a little bit so for our listeners um i know chris because we ran what did we run a cross-country trip together uh yeah east an eastbound southern cross you trained um, me my first yeah. trip was that your first trip is that yeah. true? Oh, yeah thank god because i had it in my head i'd never gotten to have someone on their first trip but you're yeah. saying that was your first trip oh that makes me feel special everything from you wasn't that a huge success and a really fun trip yeah some of those people still talk to me occasionally oh like, do they <laughs> um lucy home run i miss her so much our scottish friend yeah. And then, yeah, there were some good, there's some key players on that trip. It was super fun. But, um, remember we got to New York and we had, a, we were supposed to have a whole week off together and I got it. I was extremely sick and I had to go home. Yeah. That remember? was brutal. And you, you were... take care of me. I got so sick. It was yeah. so bad, yeah, but I we felt... had a good time. Oh, I got another one for our listeners. Do you remember <laughs> when we were in Virginia and I'm, and I bought Lucas fire $40 worth of fireworks for his birthday 
and we set them off and they like wouldn't stop going off and then we tried to like throw them away and then i put them in a plastic bag and they went off again oh, <laughs> yeah. you were about to burn down an old wood apparition for i was like taking a hot shower and i came out and everybody was like awake and like panicked and he told me that the fireworks went off again inside the garbage yeah that <laughs> so like don't worry we're professionals Oh my god. The first one we put off like would not stop and then it like kind of got out of got a little bit out of hand, I remember. Yeah. And they then, were, they were freaking yeah. out. It wasn't a big people, deal. We had it. But some people were like, let's light more. And I was like, no, we cannot. We're done. We can't yeah. light anymore. That might have been the last time I ever lit fireworks on a trip. We definitely weren't allowed to light them off in the first place. So <laughs> well, I had I I talked to the to the very, you know, educated firework dispenser dealer person and i said we want low and quiet <laughs> we want little we want fountains low and quiet fountains and she sold us some um, that were not low and quiet they were loud and high but <laughs> it's okay yeah so that's how chris and i know each other we ran a three-week trip together did i but you got to drive i remember one time you drove all of texas i remember you drove the whole state of texas and let me sleep you did yeah beautiful oil fields were great gentlemen yeah and your our bus is like completely filthy okay so back to san juan because my i've never been but my mom my grandfather who passed away and her two brothers specifically went on a vacation as adults to the san juan islands and i've heard really lovely things about it so what's the what's the draw what's the appeal of the san juans i mean the san juans are gorgeous they're up in the north of the state uh at the mouth of the puget sound which is the same body of water that i pretty much grew up on it's the huge inlet that uh seattle's on kind of like san francisco bay for washington yeah uh, it's just a bunch of nice secluded quiet rural communities on these islands you gotta take a ferry to get around the only okay. islands have year-round populations a lot of okay. them are inhabited and you look in either the great thing about washington is you look east and west and there's incredible mountains you got the olympics to the west the cascades to the east uh, there's orca whales that hang out there in the summer and come around. Uh, there's good fishing. There's old growth forests. It's just a really nice place to hang out. I mean, Oprah just bought a house there, so oh, really? There you go. Are there bald headed eagles up there too? Yeah, bald eagles yeah. everywhere. We actually, outside of Alaska, I think the largest resident population is in the San Juan Islands. And were you biking? To, were you doing bike tours or just wa- hiking and, and walking around and taking ferries? I mostly ran the biking focused, but we would also have kayaking and hiking as a part of it. Give them the okay. full experience. So, so um, how many miles a day were you biking and what was like the clientele? Like how old was everybody? That trip tended to attract slightly older clientele. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure for what reason. Uh, it okay. is fairly hilly. But the biking, again, Washington's outdoor paradise when the sun is shining, or at least when it's not raining, because yeah, you go when it's gray and misty too. You got to get out there. Yeah, it's a hilly place. There's hiking everywhere. I mean, legendary mountaineers like Fred Becky grew up in that area. Uh, okay. John Krakauer, who writes all the famous books like Into Thin Air, Ed okay. Vesters, who climbed all the eight thousand meter peaks, lives in the town next to me. So, all right. It, definitely an outdoorsy place everyone gets into it yeah and how many miles a day were you biking with your guests 10 to 50 
<laughs> ten to fifty. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. I feel like I could maybe do that now. Like when we first met and you got that sweet job, I was like, I was like, maybe I should do that. But I was like really scared. Like I couldn't bike that far or be that confident. But now since we've met, I've done some pretty long backpacking trips. I don't know. I, I feel like my ship has sailed for trying to do that job, but no. it's less intimidating than I thought it was to, to bike long distance. It's you just do it, you know, put your head down and do it. They, they don't hire people on their biking prowess. They hire people that know how to run trips and be yeah. social. So you could handle it for sure. I saw it. I saw them in Palm Springs last summer, like last winter. And I was like, that would be so sweet to like run summer tours for one company and then just do like Palm Springs for the winter and be kind of like settled a little bit. Like, so both of us, Chris and I both ran trips for a company that would just send us anywhere, anytime, all over the place, like different all the time. And then we both kind of evolved to work for companies where we kind of did the same trips over and over again. Uh, I guess one of the big things is you want to go. You want to go to new places a lot still, obviously, being a travel guide. Just saying, like, we both ran trips all over the place, and then we worked for kind of more prestigious companies, more expensive companies, where they kind of had us settled in one area. And uh, But you tell the listeners about the different trips you guided, because when you first got that gig, they sent you straight to Europe, right? They sent you to the Netherlands? So straight out the gate, I went to Croatia, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. How was that? Croatia is awesome uh, i mean it's it's popular now it's discovered but it's mm-hmm. beautiful it's crazy to think you know 20 years ago it was a civil war basically and now it's right. one of the nicest easiest safest most beautiful places to travel in europe so it's come a long ways very quickly that said it was definitely a culture shock uh you have to act like you're an expert on it and yeah expert on the culture and really you're you're just treading water trying to figure the place out yourself so did uh, you have local local guides with you at any time at any point like when you got places would you have kind of local experts or whatever when you got places or was it really all on you all the time uh my co-workers could have been from anywhere so a lot of my co-workers were croatian slovenian uh former yugoslav people so that knew tons of stuff but sometimes Mm -hmm other Americans or French or Italian or wherever. So, but at that mm-hmm. point you were starting to learn a bit more and get more integrated and you, you were making friends with the locals. Yeah. You, you could call on support for sure. And you got to do that. Were you doing the same itinerary over and over again, or were you all over the country? Uh, for the most part, it's a fairly similar itinerary, same region. Some things might change hotels and routes, but they wouldn't randomly send me to the mountains of northern Croatia and say, figure it out. Luckily. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then where else have you been with that company? You went to the Netherlands, I remember. Netherlands and Belgium. That one I've mm. done lots of times. Uh, Germany. Awesome. Uh, Portugal. Puget Sound. Kentucky. Kauai. Yeah, but oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so... That's really exciting. It's interesting. So you're done, though. You think you're done with guiding altogether? You're over it? Well, you know, I say that, but there's <laughs> something in you that drew you there initially. You get itchy feet. But I'm trying to put down roots at least for a little while. And what are you doing right now? Like, what is your winter gig this year? I am living in the mountains of Colorado, skiing a lot, and doing a couple of random jobs. I'm 
driving a van, yeah. uh, working catering at weddings, uh, working in a brewery, doing doing all that stuff. Trying you're hustling. To, uh, you're hustling. Yeah, just trying yeah. to pay the rent and ski a lot before I uh, take a little bit more of a serious job in May in Denver. What are you trying to get in May in Denver? Maybe someone listening can help you out. Oh, Rebecca, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of our many worldwide listeners. <laughs> well, what are you? I'm just curious because you've been t- you've been guiding like I have for a while and it's hard to kind of like make a choice and discover what you think you'd be good at in the quote unquote real world. So yeah, what did you study? True. What are you thinking? Uh, I mean, I studied international affairs, but uh Mm -hmm. there's a huge outdoor community here and there's plenty of people that worked in sort of our feral industries that have made transition so my goal at the moment is to start networking reaching out to those people learning what they did seeing how they made the transition and Mm -hmm. trying to uh, pick their brains as much as possible the economy's booming here so there's lots of jobs just gotta find the right fit yeah 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 and Denver's super fun I've visited there a few times and i've always had a good time every time i go hopefully i'll Come on out again i know yeah i got it but i'm trying to do the same thing so i moved to la and i got my first apartment for, i signed a lease um february 14th for the first time in five years wow so it's pretty you know reality setting in a little bit about paying rent and you know having responsibility and you know, it's a, it's a year, it's a year long commitment to pay rent every month, um, which should be fine. Everything will be great, but it is a, a shift, a shift in my lifestyle. Where but are you at in LA? I am right in the middle of everything. I am uh, in at the foot of Laurel Canyon on Hollywood Boulevard. So basically, if you take Hollywood Boulevard as far west as you could until it ends, that's exactly where I am. So really close to like where we would take our guests when we would we would guide um, just down the road. It's pretty I mean, it's like a mile and a half from the Chinese theater and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, but it's pretty great. And the weather's nice. And I have a lot of friends from high school and college here. So it's been easy to like acclimate into like uh, friendships and lifestyles. And I'm actually um, about to go to like a dinner party after this. So it's like not that hard to make friends. I figure it's the same with Denver. Like after all that travel, somehow there's just a lot of people that, you know, that ended up in Denver. I'm sure not even like, do you have other backroads friends that are ended up in Denver as well? Yeah, for sure. There's backroads people. Now I went to college mm-hmm. out here. So that community's big. Um, yeah. Friends from home even are starting to move out here. It's just, it's becoming one of those hot cities like Seattle, yeah. like San Francisco. People yeah, but it's too. more affordable, I hope, than San Francisco. Uh, Maybe. it's The prices are lower, but the wages are lower too. I heard something recently. It's the fourth most expensive city uh, cost of living to wages in the U.S. Mm, okay. Do you know what the minimum wage is in, in Denver or in Colorado? I don't know. It's around, I think it's around 10. Oof. Yeah, that's low. What about in, um, what going back to Washington, because that's what the podcast is about. Um, oh, yeah. Do you remember, do you have any idea what the rent is like in Seattle? Like what people are paying? Do you, do you have friends that still live there or not really? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't leave Washington, including my hometown. My best friends just moved back to my hometown after oh, wow. living in Denver. Because uh, oh. we wanted to have kids and be close to the family, and it's a nice wow. place to live. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Are they able to buy homes? 
Um, they're working on it. Right. Yeah. In my hometown, they're not expensive. Seattle's getting crazy expensive with all the with the tech boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're gonna get a studio apartment, it's it's fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars at this point. A yeah, month. that's what I'm saying. That's the same. And so when I was looking around for a place to settle down, it price really wasn't an issue because anywhere worth living is gonna be to get a place on your own fifteen to two thousand dollars a month. So that's what I'm paying. I mean. I have a, I'm sharing a large two bedroom apartment with a dear friend and it's the same price that I would pay anywhere. Nice, you know, like anywhere worth living. I think what is, do you know what it is in Denver right now? If you wanted to get a place of your own? Yeah, it's probably the same. I, you know, I'm a little out of touch on these numbers because yeah. like you, I signed my first lease four months ago that I've literally signed since I was 23 years old. So yeah, see, yeah same thing. Yeah. yeah. So what's your living situation right now? Uh, I got a big old barn style house up in the mountains, right on the Blue River, staring out at some mountains. I got a <laughs> living with so nice. one of my living with one of my college roommates actually, and his girlfriend. Okay, uh, I, I live with two couples actually, so I'm fifth wheeling hard. It's pretty special. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure you're doing fine. But they're that's awesome. awesome. It's a it's a good place to live. And do those guys, those homies work at the same place you work too, or they all have different skews or jobs or what's, what's everybody doing? We all have different jobs. Two of them actually work part-time. They work in Denver still, Mm -hmm. but they manage to condense work to three days in Denver and then they come up here. So, wow. Yeah. You know, we're all in that hustle game at the moment. Every it's a house of transition. Everyone's looking for the next step kind of. Um, what was the snow like this winter? Was it a good season? February has been the best, uh, February on record. Really? It's been incredible. Oh, Great. Yeah. Awesome. So how long do you think the snow will last? When do you think the resorts will start to shut down? Like Easter? There's one called the Arapahoe Basin that doesn't close till June, mm-hmm. but it's good through March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm just going to skip this year. I went last year. I went snowboarding last year. I used my high school snowboard and I took it to the shop and the teenager behind the counter. I was like, can you just like wax it or like do whatever you do? And the kid behind the counter was like, um, you probably should not be riding this board. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take this board snowboarding. And, and then if I decide to go snowboarding again, then maybe I will buy a new board, but I'm not going to buy a board right now. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. And I could totally tell what he was talking about. Like when I tried to go down like a real hill, it was like, not safe. Not safe. So, but I do really enjoy it. And I would love to take a ski lesson because I haven't skied since I was like 10. Like when I was 10 in the 90s, I, I, the cool thing to do was to pick up snowboarding. And that's what I've done ever since. But I feel like you and like my other athletic friends, are actually skiers there's not as many snowboarders at all everybody kind of like did you ever snowboard or were you always diehard skier well remember i said i was a nerd you know i, I wasn't yeah. cool enough to switch <laughs> back in the day so i just stuck with what i you learned just stuck I was, with it you know, I and now you're really now. good did you ever race or anything like that do you race now on your no, skis no i, I mean I, i'm not that good growing up mm-hmm. you in my town it was called the ski bus Okay. Saturdays on the weekends. Yeah. You had to get up at about four forty-five in the morning, go to the yeah. Albertsons in town, and some local 
guy designed a business where he had a school bus and yes 20 middle schoolers and high schoolers would hop on he'd drive them the two hours up the mountains and ski all day and get back on the bus and you'd drive you home so that's what that's you awesome. did on your weekends when you were a kid if you weren't playing basketball there was a um, before my time there was something organized like that for my brothers and um my i was talking about it one time my mom because they used to do elementary all the way up to high school and the the parents used to joke that the elementary school kids would sleep all the way there and then they would chat all the way home and the high school kids would chat all the way there and then sleep all the way home because they're like so pooped at the end of the day but they used to have that um but it was before my time but my mom used to just drive me to tahoe which is a four-hour drive and she would take me she's such a nice mom what are the ski resorts in washington that everybody seeks out and are some more expensive and bougier than others or is it all kind of the same well i skied at a place called stevens pass which is a little north of seattle that two years ago got bought by vale corp yeah so it's now part of well i mean vale corp cashes some of my checks so i shouldn't talk too bad about them but they're uh, they're on the big epic pass now um, yes crystal mountain people love that one baker is up north that's a good one okay we- yeah, we got lots of resorts, but they're uh, none of them are that big. You gotta go up to Canada if you want to get a bigger resort. And that's Whistler is the big one up there. Yeah, Whistler's huge. Would you go as a family? Would you guys do family vacations there? Oh yeah, every year we would go. We went to Whistler for a while, and then we started to go into smaller ones that were a little farther away, like Sun Peaks or Fernie. Or but yeah, that was our big winter vacations. Would be going skiing as a kid. Did you have ski week? Because it just happened in California. It's like President's Day. And then then they have like another holiday and yada, yada. And they stitch it together. So in California, we have a week, like the second week of February is a whole week off. And we would call it ski week because everybody would go skiing that week. Did you guys have something similar? It was like after Christmas. It was after New Year's. No, you you didn't have that. Washington doesn't have that week off. Like I know some of the states do. Yeah. So when would you go? Would you go over Christmas? Uh, yeah, Christmas or President's Day, and just that know, day. Just yeah. Day. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, we would get that whole week off. It was pretty sweet. I told yeah. people, I told some friends on the East Coast that, and they thought it was like the most ridiculous thing they ever heard that we would get a whole random week off in the middle of February. <laughs> but... Washington is still on the the farmer school schedule, so we don't start school until like mid or late september sometimes nice that's great you gotta finish the harvest before you go to school (laughs) that's the whole state abides by that that's awesome yeah and then and then you get out of school like at the end of june yeah it feels like never but yeah end of june i think it was yeah yeah that's cool then guiding in the san juan islands you never actually moved back to washington after high school is that true no i actually did so i moved to london right after college and lived there for almost a year yeah tell just tell the listeners your story because i know also know you ended up in australia for a bit too right uh yeah i did okay yeah just give us your just because i just think it's interesting the traveler lifestyle so just give us like a a little timeline how did you end up in london why uh that was one of the only jobs that would hire me i got sort of like an internship out in london Uh, that's ridiculous that's awesome that's a huge score it was pretty fun i was was an insurance broker very exciting okay so i did that for almost a year and then had no clue had to move home 
moved mm-hmm. and ended up living actually at my parents' house for a little while after college, after London. So okay. that was sort of my most adult Washington experience. Where sort Living of kind at home of, with your folks. Yeah, got it. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, being over the age of 21. So mm-hmm. it was fun, but I went crazy pretty quickly and bought a one-way ticket to Australia. And gotcha. In almost two years in Australia and New Zealand working as an outdoor educator, taking kids camping, rock oh. river rafting, that type of stuff. Did you get the like the work permit, like the young person work permit to do that? Yeah, the uh, the working holiday. Yeah, awesome. And after I uh, ran out of those, I moved back and worked for G-Adventure and started working with That's you. That's when we met. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Very cool. But you also played Australian rugby too, right? Like- Australian rules football. A little and bit. You- like a little compet, like kind of prof- semi-professionally, or make that up. Uh, that that would that would be an exaggeration. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell like us about your that. nose. Tell us about how you you broke your nose. Uh, <laughs> I, was, you I broke my nose playing rugby in college. Yeah, that that wasn't pretty. And that but, was in that's in Colorado. Yeah. I think I I think I told you like my my college had a football team, but. It wasn't good. We didn't really, I didn't have that like collegiate sporting college experience, like collegiate experience. So, but my buddy played rugby and so we would go to rugby games and I had no idea ever, ever, ever what was going on the rules at all. Like I never understood, but it was fun to watch because it was like so aggressive and they would like really beat the crap out of each other, like lifting each other up and that whole thing. But you don't, you, would you go back and play rugby again, like as an adult? I was too small. I got the crap kicked out of me at rugby. I was too small for my position. So that's why you're tall. You're like over six feet, no? Yeah, but my position that I played, you're supposed to be six nine two (laughs) seventy. Yeah, until I was twenty four, I was about one hundred and thirty pounds. So yeah, yeah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, But yeah, Australian football. That's that's more my sport. So that's that's the one you're thinking of that I played. And you like and bounce the ball, right? I got Kick paid it. to play in Australia, but yeah, it, yeah, that I got a hundred dollars a game, so let's calm down. That's sweet. I've, that's amazing. No, not very many people can say they've gotten paid to play sports. There like you most, go. Exactly. Most nobody. Pro that's athlete. Cool. Do you ever see yourself moving back to Australia or one of these London or any of these other places you've lived before, or those are kind of in the dust? Um, I can see myself living in Australia for sure. But that's yeah. what caused my mother to have her freak out about me having a Seattle baby is when I hinted that Oops. I might want to live there long term. We didn't even I didn't we didn't even talk about it. So do you have siblings? Do you mention that at all? One older sister. She lives yes, yes, in yeah. Seattle. In yeah. uh she lives close to Capitol Hill, which is the hot neighborhood in Seattle. Yeah. Um really a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, a lot of restaurants, historically nice. the gay neighborhood, really fun place to hang out. Okay. Uh, yeah, and she's a nurse there and she loves she loves the city life. Is she married and have kids now too or she's still still single and all that kind of jazz? No single, no kids, so she needs yeah. to she needs to get the heat off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Go back to Washington for a minute. Talk about Seattle in general. So you you just mentioned that area is called Capitol Hill, is that what you called it? Cap Hill, yeah. Cap Hill. So what are the other standout neighborhoods in Seattle that somebody would, if they're visiting Seattle, would want to check out? Like, I know I always think of that, that market, that giant market where they like throw the fish 
around? Is that a real thing? Visiting? Is that a cool neighborhood or is that get more hype than it's worth? Oh, yeah. So that's Pike Place Market. Right. It's right downtown. It's pretty cool. They will fill those fish. And I don't know if you've ever hold, held a fish. They're so slippery, but somehow yes. they catch them every time. It's incredible. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is definitely worth checking out. Really cool spot. The thing okay. is, the area around there has become not rough. Uh, Seattle, kind of like San Francisco, is having a pretty bad homeless issue at the moment. Mm. So the area around there is, get, looks a little seedy, but yeah, don't be deterred, people. If you go visit Seattle, go see them throw some fish. It's pretty exciting. Okay, gotcha. And then what are some other – are there any other standout neighborhoods that – like if you were to move back to Seattle that you'd want to live in? Yeah, so in North Seattle, there's these neighborhoods called Fremont. That's kind of known as the weird neighborhood. They got, mm-hmm. famous, they got this troll under the bridge that you might have seen. Yes, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool neighborhood. Ballard is the mm-hmm. traditional sort of Norwegian fishing neighborhood, but now it's got tons of bars and restaurants and good music venues. Mm-hmm. general seattle's blowing up there's so many cool neighborhoods i mean it's always been a really funky very music driven city from yeah grunge from nirvana pearl jam alice in chains back in the day to yeah my high school era became the indie area you know death cab for cutie and that type yeah. of music yeah, everyone yeah. listens to kexp radio mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah it's a it's a very hip place to yeah. live what are the what are the go to? Because I remember getting going to a seafood restaurant and just getting a huge like oyster smorgasbord. It was freaking awesome. Like I love oysters, so that was really right on my alley. Is it like a lot of seafood? Is that kind of like the staple of Seattle? What do what are like the main dishes that you have to try when you visit? Oh yeah, I mean seafood is paramount. You yeah, know, fresh caught salmon, Dungeness crab, oyster. Uh, yeah gooey duck mussel anything like that yeah and it's always wet we got good soil there so you can grow anything so fresh food i guess if you want like the more niche stuff we have something called the seattle dog yes that's what i want to hear you you get this at 2 a.m if you've been out drinking you come out of the bar you get a seattle dog especially like if you're up on capitol hill cap hill and that has sour cream smeared on the bun Oh, wow. Yeah, sometimes Sri Racha, too, if you're feeling fancy. What is it? Uh, Sri Racha, sometimes also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sour cream, grilled onions, and a kielbasa sausage. I could see you chowing down on one of those late night, for sure. Or you go to Dick's Burgers, get a Dick's Deluxe classic burger. It used to be cash only. I think they just changed. And you have to pay five cents for ketchup. It's ridiculous. Oh, so they charge you on top of your burger for ketchup. Yeah, but the burger is like eight cents. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we did not even talk about Starbucks at all. Like, is it, do, do they like Starbucks up there or is it like, there's, it's not as big of a deal because that's where it's from. Like, is it prevalent when you're walking around? You feel well, I mean, it? It's on every corner in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People talk mad mad crap about it i personally i boycott yeah. starbucks okay because, uh the owner of starbucks howard schultz mm-hmm. he owns the seattle supersonics our basketball team and he sold yeah. them to the guy that moved them to oklahoma so uh, i will never forgive him and as a result <laughs> i don't drink starbucks coffee ever you know what okay 
So, okay, so that's a good, I know we're kind of wrapping up, but um, we didn't talk about sports. So do you have any sports teams up there? You have the freaking Seahawks, right? Are you a big Seahawks fan? I'm, I love the Seahawks. Seahawks are huge. Everyone in Seattle, loves, well, no, that's not true. There's a lot of hipsters that hate the Seahawks, but okay. yeah. So, but then also Seattle Sounders, the soccer team, oh. they're, uh, they've been pro for about 10 years now. They're reigning champs. People love them. That's really big. Yeah. Mariners are literally the most depressing sports team in existence, but we still love them. Or I what do. Are the, what are they? They're the baseball team. Oh, the Mariners. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's a major league baseball team, the Mariners. Yeah, they have the yeah. longest streak of any professional sports team of not making the playoffs. So, <laughs> they're doing great. Well, you just saw what happened in Kansas, so maybe, maybe you'll have a chance. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. It could turn around. Okay, very cool. That's awesome. All right, I think we cover most things. I really appreciate you chatting with me. Anything else you want to add about about your home state to like just like any other tidbits anything like that you want to drip on drip on our listeners uh yeah it rains all the time Uh, (laughs) don't come here (laughs) no i'm just kidding no it's actually come visit it's one of the most beautiful states you'll ever see Mm. july august it's consistently sunny and gorgeous okay food nice people not friendly people but nice people yeah and uh it's a good place. I, it was a great place to grow up and, yeah. uh, and my parents hope I move back there, but we'll see. Yeah. That's awesome. You don't think they'll ever move to Colorado? You ever flip the flip it on them and make them move no. out to you? No, there's no chance. No. <laughs> I, my mom's like multi-generation yeah. Washington. Her roots are there. Yeah. I, like cool. My grandpa, my dad's side has like, his REI number, which is from Seattle, is like 13 or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I didn't realize that REI was headquartered in, in Seattle. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. I REI, love REI. Microsoft, Bowen. We got a lot of big companies out there. You do. We even talk about that. Awesome. All right, cool. All right. I think that wraps it up. Don't, yeah. So thank All you right. to our listeners. We'll have more episodes out soon. Um, we we're just ticking them off. Um, so that was that was Washington, y'all. Please, you know, like like and subscribe and rate us and all that kind of cool stuff. All right. Cool. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you.